yeah, uh Heavy crown radio, you know it's going down With the niece, you can see, she's the queen with the crown Talking real life, wild nights, and current events Breaking down, even giving tips on relationships Hey, you don't wanna miss, ready, here we go Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio Super entertaining, yeah that's for sure Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio So I have to apologize guys, I haven't posted another episode this week due to unforeseen circumstances. Number one, I was minding my own business, catching up on some Black Mirror on Netflix, when all of a sudden, a bottle of dry shampoo I bought exploded all over my living room. This was literally the night before my annual apartment inspection, and I legit had to hustle cleaning it up. It was such a pain in the ass, and I'm not kidding, the place looked like Studio 54 on a bad night. No joke. (laughs) I literally screamed from the sound of the explosion. I immediately grabbed Brooklyn and I went to put her in my bedroom because I didn't want her to get sick from the fumes. And I shut the door to my bedroom because I didn't want her breathing it in, obviously. Well, I opened my slider and I turned on some fans to get rid of the fumes. I check on my poor dog only to find I literally scared the shit out of her. She shit in my bed. Luckily, I'm a practical son of a bitch, and I just happened to buy an identical sheet and comforter set days prior so I didn't have to sleep under a dog shit comforter. Not that I would have anyway. I probably would have grabbed like a little throw and made it work, but still, I'm just like that crazy that I wanted to make sure that I changed my sheets, my bedding, everything. I was just so grossed out, but I felt bad for her because the poor bastard, you know, she had no idea what was going on. I've also been dying a slow, painful death from pollen because, honestly, New England has left blankets of this everywhere on top of my vehicle, everything. It's been, it's been like, disgusting, and I've had migraines every single day. Like, I get home from work, and I'm just done with life. <laughs> so, also, my episode with Lolo and Kev was absolutely hilarious. However, two bottles of wine deep, um, conversations were had that were not very coherent, and they were not as coherent as we would have liked. So I promise an amazing future episode with them. And I hope you check out my brother Kev's podcast, Vintage Burn. It's about all things heavy metal, rock, all that that fun stuff. I've listened to their podcast before, and they're actually really awesome. Um, Doug, Kevin, and Marco are really awesome guys, and I hope you support them. Also, my episode with Country Grandma is three hours long, raw, so I have to whittle that down to important topics we touched upon, such as our best friendship, the effect slavery still has present day, and issues that black and white folks typically can't have without screaming at each other. Um, And the beauty of our friendship is about striving to understand and respect the differences between black and white culture. Because let's be real, there's a lot of them and there's a lot of stuff about each other that we don't understand. There's a lot of things that each one of us do that we don't understand. And I think the more that we strive to understand each other, the better off we'll be. And that's probably my favorite thing about him is that I can literally come to him and ask him any question and he's never offended because he knows that I'm trying to learn. If there's something I don't understand, something that's said that I'm like, hey, what is, you know, what's the significance of this? He's always happy to share that with me. And I appreciate that about him. And, you know, there are reasons that we have to drop our bias and learn to respect the differences between each other. And I fully understand not everyone will agree with me. And that's your prerogative. I get that. Um, I discuss a lot of controversial topics here, but I'm fair to both sides of the equation. And I would rather learn and understand than sit back and be idle when racism is so prevalent in our culture.
And that's the beauty of me, despite my flaws. The goal of this podcast is to not only be funny and entertaining, but to shed light on important issues. And if I can attempt to be, I guess, at least opening the perspectives of maybe at least one person's mind, then I'm happy. But let's leave the heavy shit alone for now and talk about how your girl is back at it in the dating game. I am on a dating app. I honestly struggle with it so bad because I've wasted good hair and makeup to go out with guys previously only to be disappointed. I haven't been on a date in a long time. I can't even remember the last date I was on to be honest, but I do have some pretty good stories. I went on a date with a guy and I will literally never forget this. He was kind of a dick to me the entire time, but I was then towards like the middle of it, he apologized and was just, you know, like whatever, he had a long day and I was like, all right, well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Afterwards, he wants, still wanted to talk to me. So he's like, you know what, why, it was the middle of winter, the dead of winter and we were, he was just like, why don't we just sit in your car and talk for a little bit and then I'll go. And I was like, all right, cool. So it was freezing. So I was like, yeah, we can talk for a few. That's cool, then you can bounce. So this dude gets in my car whips out his cash and prizes and asks for a BJ, okay? I proceeded to tell him, get the fuck out of my car, and I shoved him out and I locked the doors. And I just still wonder to this day, what possesses a man to do such a thing? I can't actually can't even call him a man. What possesses someone to do such a thing to somebody? Like, that to me was just so gross and crazy, and I'm like... I blamed myself for a little while and I was like, did I give off some type of vibe? But then I was like, you know what? I think as women, we tend to like take that on and take the blame on ourselves when in reality, the person is just a shitty dirtbag. And that's his issue. It's not my fault. Another date I went on previously, it was with a guy I actually didn't realize was high profile at the time. And we talked for a few weeks and he takes me to dinner. Um, I waited out in front of this restaurant and he texts me that he packed me to the woods and to come meet him. And I was like, in my head, like, no thanks, bro. That's a little fucking weird. Um, so I texted him. I was already out front and I was like, I'm just out front waiting, like in a well-lit area. Didn't say that to him though, but I'm like, girl, stay in this well-lit area. We, are, we aren't trying to meet somebody in the woods. I watched Dateline. I watched 48 Hours. I watched 2020. I know how those stories end. So I stayed where I was. And I see him get out of this really nice BMW. Obviously, he was near the woods, like he said, which was a little creepy. It was a little dark over there. So I was kind of like, what kind of man invites a girl over to, like, a dark area, you know? And that was the beginning of me realizing this guy was such a piece of shit. Basically, we go inside. We have a couple drinks. We have dinner. And I shit you not, I didn't even have the fork to my plate yet for my dinner when he tells me that he enjoys having his prostate massaged during sex. I was like beyond horrified. I just, I've ne I wasn't expecting that. I've never had anyone say such a bold thing to me like immediately that I was like, holy shit, like what is the issue with this dude? First he wants me to meet him near the woods. Now he's telling me he, want, he likes his prostate massage during sex and I need to get out of here. So I didn't know who he was um, and I didn't realize he was so high profile. I literally like did not know who he was. And I won't share his name because I don't want to get sued or killed. Um, I came back home and I told my dad because at the time I was living with my parents. So I, you know, and dad and I can talk about that kind of stuff. Shout out to Joe Bats. He's the bomb. So I guess my description of some of the things I, I think there's like a couple of random facts, little gems that I threw in there to, you know, tell my dad like, all right, so this is what he told me, blah, 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 blah. And then my dad, I could see the wheels turning in his head and he starts playing with his phone. And then he shows me a picture and says, is this the guy you went out with? And my jaw 
hit the floor because I couldn't believe my dad found this guy. And I'm like, who is this dude? And it's not someone everybody would recognize, but if you're from around here, like you would you would know like once somebody kind of explained it to you a little bit. I didn't know him because I had never heard of him. I had heard of a few people in his inner circle, his famous association, but I was literally floored. And I had texts and pics for days on this guy, but I never sold him out. Not just because I was afraid, but because I don't believe in humiliating people or profiting from someone's humiliation. Like, that shit's wrong. And I'm sure TMZ would have lived for it, but I don't get down like that. Selling a story compromises your integrity and mine is important to me and I'm not I'm not going to sacrifice that I just I just won't I just hope another woman doesn't have to endure such an awkward dinner or weird messages post date and my only other source of confusion here is that he gave me a fake name so when my dad told me who he really was I was like oh my god this dude gave me a fake name so he gave me a fake name. His real name is not the name of who he told me he was, and he does not, in fact, live where he told me he lived. He doesn't even do for a living what he told me he did for a living. My dad literally Google-launched his investigation based on the only two legitimate facts that the guy had told me, and that was the key to finding him. So word to the wise, do your research. It's not stalking when your safety is at stake. I'm not trying to wake up in a tub full of ice in the Super 8 missing a kidney and dollars to donuts neither are you i do have quite a few gems from previous dates i'll share in future episodes but for now i'll just say those were like the last actual dates i took pot in years ago and it's hard to meet someone online like online dating is tough but i actually met a guy named anthony who's a really awesome friend of mine on a date and we both had such a good connection but the sparks just weren't flying like we thought and we decided to stay friends and we literally continued to talk on a regular basis so if i got anything good out of online dating i would say it's anthony because he's really awesome he's such a good friend he's funny he's like me he has no filter and he's just such a genuine person and here's the thing i know what i'm looking for and everything but it's hard to find someone who isn't blowing smoke in your ass like you can legit say what a catch what a great guy you are all day but I'm all about action. Words are words. A lot of dudes don't, their words don't match their actions. And I'll definitely keep you updated on my quest to find a good gent. Well, not so much a quest, I guess, because I'm not on a journey for it. I'm just being patient and talking to a few until I find someone that I'm actually interested in meeting. But as long as we aren't talking prostate massages and you're not whipping out your penis like, ta-da, I can give you consideration. I also wanted to clear up some things I said last episode before we close. I totally enjoyed my sangria during that last episode, and I won't lie, I'm still hurt about Goodnight Moon. I had a quick talk with my girl Krista about it, and you can hear that now in closing. So you heard me mention Krista in the last episode, who is one of my best friends, gives me the absolute best advice, and is always there for me. We have so many conversations that our phones die in the middle. That's how often we talk. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because like in high school and stuff, like we didn't even really know each other. Like we knew, I knew of you. I knew who you were. I just, it wasn't like we weren't as close as we are now. I know. I remember hearing about you and I remember being like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get on her bad side. I know. I was a terrible person back then though. I don't remember hearing you were a terrible person. I just remember you fighting for what was yours. I would, well, I used to, well, I would fight for what was mine, what was yours. I would just fight because I just wanted to fight everybody. <laughs> but we've grown up a lot in our 30s. You know, we made it. We made it. But, yes, that was me. 
We sure did. We made we made it damn good, didn't we? Yeah, we did okay. I mean, you know, all things considered. I ain't gonna pretend I don't live with mommy right now. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not gonna pretend I didn't live with mommy and daddy for a long time. Yes. But I'd like to say mommy lives with me. I honestly I plus I think your mom is like the coolest. I know. No, I wouldn't love you, Mom. She's awesome. She's hip. She is. She's the old jewels. <laughs> one of the things I wanted to bring up I know that you'll honestly love this and you'll have something to say about it because of the fact that like in my previous podcast I did bring up Goodnight Moon and how we went to Vegas together and how I actually I actually think I made the comment I had, I had a glass of sangria I made the comment that he played me out and he got a free trip to Vegas which I got to hold myself accountable for. That wasn't necessarily true. Um, okay. So here's what I'm going to say. Because I know that I know how we feel about this, but I also know that, like, I can't front. Like, like I felt bad after I listened to that. And I'm like, I know he's never going to listen to this. He's never going to hear this. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I can't act like that dude never let me pay for anything. Like, when I, we would go out here, like the last two years, we'd go out here. He, ne- there was never a time that he let me pay for a damn thing. And there was plenty of stuff in Vegas that he bought me. He bought, you know, obviously the trip to the Eiffel Tower, like all this other stuff. Like, I mean, I, he went kicking and screaming into the gondola, but he actually wound up loving it. And he thought it was very sweet and romantic. But I think like getting back here and him forgetting my birthday and all that stuff, like really, really got to me to the point that I was just like, I don't even care. Like, it's funny to me, Krista. Like, you'll let, I think if you were actually here that you'd be bothered by this. But I actually yeah. do have a... I You know that frame I got in Vegas? Yes. I actually do still have that picture of him and I at, at Chaos. from. I still have it up because I'm like, you know what? It was a good memory. It's not somebody that, like, I look at and care about anymore. But, like, that was a fun night and it was a good memory with someone that I consider a friend now that... We're not friends, but I consider it, I consider that memory very friendly. I consider it like that was a good time, you know, like I have to hold myself accountable. But at the same time, you know, I sometimes hold myself too accountable and I don't want to do that because at the same time he did do me wrong. But exactly. I have to. I ha- Yeah, I have to clear up the fact that he's not all that bad. He did do a lot for me. He was very, like, catering to me. And he was, you know, but he, like you said, he would, you know, he would often, you know, be around for, like, the good things. And then he would disappear. Well, like, our good, good night, Mooney, is what I like to call an opportunist. He showed up when everything was good. And I do still, so I agree that I think you have to at least acknowledge the fact that he contributed in his own way to the trip to Vegas. Fine. But you paid a big price when it came to him that was, like, emotional and whatever else, all that other stuff that I think you paid. That was the price that you paid. And But we'll give him credit where it's due that he did do a lot of things, like pay for dinners and took you out and went to things you wanted to do, so... We'll give Good Night Mooney a little bit of credit. We'll a give little. him a little bit of credit. For somebody a with little. three kids, like, who yeah. is, you know what I mean? Like, he's such a good dad. He's the best dad in the world. Like, aside from my dad, I can say that he is literally, like, the most dedicated, amazing father. He has his children full-time. Like, his daughters are really amazing and sweet. He comes from a very good family. Always loved his parents. But I just feel like he did play me out a little bit. He did, you know. Yeah. 
So I, I kind of feel like, you know what, like when you are capable of forgetting someone's birthday and you don't even think about making up for it and I'm sorry, like I did, like my text message was very abrasive and it, but you know what, I didn't cuss, I didn't say anything that wasn't true, I just had to get it out and I had to like, cause I was like, you know what, the, I'm not going to be able to say this otherwise, I have to get it off my chest and there's been plenty of relationships that I've been in that I didn't get things off my chest that I was like, I'm taking the high road. I'm walking away. And I did take right. the high road. I did take the high road here, of course. But like, I you was did. still, I still let him know, like, you know what, dude, I know exactly what you did. You were very smart about it. Yeah. And you know, this is what you need to hear. Well, he was an opportunist. He came in and seen an opportunity. Like I can go to Vegas with you. So we came and he went to Vegas and he had a great time and then he left and he disappeared and lesson learned on all paths. But, you know, I, you know, I have very strong opinions about him. So it's really, really difficult for me to have any positivity in this, but I'm going to, for the sake of good and just say that I'm glad you had a good time. You at least have a good picture, a good memory, but good night Mooney is, he's history. He's, I would like to put him to sleep myself. Yeah, <laughs> I think like. So that's it for now. You got to hear me hold myself accountable for Goodnight Moon and all of that crap. And you know what? I think people and situations are put in our path for a reason. And you grow from it and you learn from it. So good night and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>